0: Thank you for coming today to meet with Jesus. But I suspect that there's a few of you here for a few other reasons. Number one, you were waiting for me to come back. Not really. I have a much better half, Pastor Tim. Pastor Tim, unfortunately, got ill the second half of our vacation and is home uh, continuing to recover uh, this morning. But we have much to celebrate today. Our missionary, Pastor Joel, is here today. We... We had a very long travel day yesterday, we landed in LA about nine o'clock last night, which was 11 o'clock for us. And we drove and we talked some more to keep each other awake. And one of the things that we talked about is the fact that many of you in this room may not have ever personally met Pastor Joel because he, uh, we sent him out to Playa del Carmen, Mexico four years ago with his family. And he, uh, graces us with his presence faithfully uh, once a year. Uh, But we're glad to have him with us. He'll share about life in Playa del Carmen and he'll bring the next message in our upgraded uh, faith series.
1: Thank you, Pastor Kelly. Amen, let's give it up for Pastor Kelly too. (laughs) Wow. Can I tell you, I am freezing. I'm sorry. I have to just tell you, I just didn't want to wear my jacket, but I am freezing, so bear with me if you hear me, uh, you know, a little, my voice a little shaky. It's just, you know, we, we get cold spells. Our cold spells are like 78, you know, so those are our cold spells. They're like, hey, it gets as low as 78. Where man, we got to bring out the jacket, so bear with me. Um, yeah, no, but thank you, San Antonio Foursquare, for... Uh, Sending uh, Tim and Kelly to us to Casa de Fe. We had a great week uh, while they were there, just ministering to our leaders, ministering to um, uh, just our family, ministering to the region. They preached, uh, Pastor Tim preached at another church there that we've been building relationships with. And so it's just been an incredible, it was an incredible week, uh, a much needed time for us as well. A little bit of uh, Santa Maria uh, at, you know, at Casa de Fe, it just reminds our kids as well as how much, uh, you know, Santa Maria Foursquare has invested and partnered uh, with Playa del Carmen and, and just in the mission, we're on mission together. Isn't that amazing that we're able to do to, uh, uh, again, I'm here And they were there just a couple weeks ago, so this is just a great opportunity for us to uh, expand the kingdom of Jesus, you know, to the ends of the earth, and be able to preach the gospel to whoever comes uh, and is willing to listen. Amen. So again, thank you. Also, I wanted to say thank you for praying for Veronica's immigration appointment. I know many of you guys heard about. uh, We had an appointment on August 15th, and uh, unfortunately, I say unfortunately, but uh, at the same time, we we have peace. uh, We got to know, you know, from the U.S. government that she wasn't going to be able to travel or get her immigration um, situation handled or or taken care of or made right. I guess we could always uh, say that, say it that way um, until 2028. So, but we believe we have peace. We have the courage to endure this um, sad news, if you will. However, we knew that God was already um, you know had the best interest in mind, you know he, he knows exactly what we're supposed to where we 're supposed to be. Uh, he knows that if I have to bear the heat for another six years i mean i 'll go ahead and do it another six years uh, uh, yeah, bear the heat That's, i 'm just saying i 'm used to it now it doesn 't mean I like it that 's just two different things i have to you love the place right Plant gardens jeremiah twenty nine you know you got to just have kids no probably not that one, but anyway this, Ronica, if she's listening, no, I'm just kidding, babe. No, but but definitely plant gardens—that's for sure. Uh, Ronica sends her love. As a matter of fact, she she as I was writing my notes, she says, "I said, hey, is there anything you want, like me to share with the congregation?" She just wants you to know that it. You know, just this whole situation, this whole process, we weren't expecting this appointment this year, but just this whole process, uh, we have felt the the coverage from you guys in prayer. And she uh, is grateful. She sends her love. She says thank you because it went better than expected. Uh, even though it, we got, a, you know, not the news that we wanted, it went better than what she had expected. And we know that uh, we're not done with the assignment that God is, is asked us to uh, carry out during this season. And then the, I asked the kids as well, is there anything you want me to Um, you know, share with the congregation, and sure enough, the kids send their love, they say they miss Santa Maria, they miss in and out, that's what they said, (laughs) you know, so... They also want you to know how grateful they are for for your love and your financial giving and support. I know many of you guys have been with us since the beginning of the year, uh, since the beginning of the year, since the beginning of when we get got deployed. But many of you guys were added after you guys hadn't even met us. and And thank you for that financial giving because uh, that also helps our fam- family be able to do the work of God. You know, they're in Playa del Carmen, and and to have Tim and Kelly there, a little bit of Santa Maria, it always reminds them probably of In-N-Out, and it Reminds them of, you know, uh, oh, uh, by the way, she said, K- M- M- Michaela, my my uh, eight-year-old, she says, hey, tell Kira, please, uh, hi, you know, she misses Kira, she misses uh, her friends here, so anyway, just wanted to let you guys know, my kids miss you guys, and uh, my family, we're just uh, grateful to have Santa Maria Foursquare as uh, our partners uh, on mission, and, and knowing that God's going to do some amazing things, so. Um, if you, we'll, we'll, I'll be in the lobby and we'll talk more about, you know, the things, the great things that, that God is doing there at Casa de Fe. Pastor Tim and Kelly were able to see some of the, the coolest things. Um, we're going to possibly start translating to French, uh, God willing, in this next season. Um, so it's just, there's been some, some pretty cool things happening in Casa de Fe. But, um, you know, we have been, over the last... Uh, a few weeks on this passage of Second Peter chapter One, so if you have your bibles i 'm going to ask you guys to go not to second Peter, but i 'm going to ask you guys to go to nehemiah and um, you know God has been speaking to me I was asked asked uh, to to speak on prayer but but I was asking God, God, what do you want me to speak uh, to sinnermon Maria Foursquare? what would you like me to uh, say how How would you want me to uh, impart this word and and he was uh, I, I believe the Holy Spirit started speaking to me about. Um, you know, Pastor Tim has been talking about upgrading our faith and upgrading and, you know, godliness and self-control and self-control. And then he, you know, goes on, 2 Peter chapter 1 goes on and says that. But but I believe that it's in prayer in particular, particular that God is asking us to, to receive these things and to know that God is revealing these things that he wants us to upgrade in our faith. But God was speaking to me in particular. He says, Joel, I want you to speak to Santa Maria and I want you to tell them that he is he wants the watchman to continue to uh to rise up to to if you guys uh there's some that have been asleep, I believe, and God is wanting to wake up and say, "Today, you know, let hope arise." I believe that song was just so powerful. Kaylin, thank you for leading us in, in worship. Uh, but let me tell you, when hope arises, there's faith that arises, and then at the same time, there's there's things that begin to happen. Uh, however, we will never be able to upgrade our faith if we are not people of prayer. I want you to to know this, uh, church. In prayer, we we see that we see God revealing these things in in our lives and telling us, "Hey, you need to go ahead and do this." And you you need to go ahead and do that, and, and why don't you go ahead and, 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 and begin this ministry and do this other ministry, and at the beginning of, of the year, as a matter of fact, Pastor Tim talked, if you guys remember, if you were here, he, he talked about uh, anchors, how many of you guys were here for that, you know, when he talked about anchors, and the four anchors in particular, he talked about the word, he talked about community, he talked about mission, he talked about prayer, and these anchors are are what keeps us, uh, again, firm and stable during the times that we go through trials and tribulations, or even storms that come our way, come uh, you know, and, and one of the things that w- you and I need to, to, uh, to know is that God is calling his people, God, God is calling us to begin to pray, and I, I love the fact that you guys are started prayer on Wednesday nights, oh, uh, and I thought like, you know what, that is amazing, because someone, let me tell you, someone God spoke to and said, God spoke to someone and said, you need to start Wednesday night prayer, come on, and if you're not here on Wednesday nights, I just got to say, Lord, reveal yourself too. <laughs> you know, but, but Pastor Tim talks about this. He says this, every prayer is a radical act of faith. Because every time we pray, we are declaring these three truths about Jesus. He is here. How many believe that? Yes. He is good. Yes. And he is Lord. Amen? Yes. You know, I believe that while we were worshiping, God was, was revealing stuff to some of you. I believe God started pouring out... His vision, you guys started seeing things. And, and if that was you today, I want to encourage you to, to begin to ask God, God, what do you want me to do with what you just showed uh, me? What, what you just revealed to me? Uh, you know, and, and while all prayer we, we could say is communication with God, there are many kinds of prayer that we discover in God's word. As a matter of fact, there's prayers that, that lead us to repentance. Come on. You know, there's, there's prayers that, that we ask for in guidance. We say, God, I don't know what to do with this. Can you help me, you know, and show me? There, there's prayers that, that, that lead us to intercede for others. You know, when, when we are asking God, you know, God, would you just show up in our lives? You know, don't, don't ask God to show up in your life and not be willing to engage what he's showing you. Come on. Because when he shows up, he's going he's gonna to show up. And he's going to challenge you. And it may not be comfortable. You know, as a matter of fact, prayer is an anchor we drop everywhere we go. By being responsive to his revelation to whether it's a city, whether it's our family, whether it's from home to home, from tamales to tamales or to, you know, (laughs) pozole to pozole, whatever it is. But you got to drop anchor. Sometimes when there's pozole, I drop anchor. I say, hey, this is where I'm supposed to be. (laughs) Amen. That's right. But you know, you gotta be responsive. You have to be responsive to His revelation because He's gonna hold you responsible. He's gonna hold us responsible with what He's revealing and putting in our hands. And moving by faith, you know, is the way that we show God that, hey, we heard you, Lord. And, and you know, revelation, that revelation that he, that he gave us, you know, and this is the purpose, church. I believe that when he reveals something to you, when, he, when you respond by faith, you know, and you take responsibility of, of, of that, that which he is showing you, you know, you are starting to begin to create a divine appointments with people that you're being lifted up before the Lord. How many of you guys want to, you know... You know what I'm talking about. You know, when you create an appointment, you know, you make an appointment for the doctor, right? You make an appointment for, for your kid's school. You make an appointment, you know, have you ever thought about making appointments for people to encounter Jesus? Ooh, come on. Have you ever thought about, hey, I'm going to make an appointment. Oh, this guy don't want to listen. All right. I'm going to go ahead and start praying. You know, that's the way you call upon God. I remember my mom used to say when I was uh, going out with this one uh, girl, not Veronica, she was just telling, you know. <laughs> she began and she says, I don't like that girl. And I'm like, mom, I, you don't like any girl. You just, that's the reality. She's like, no, I don't like her. I don't think that she's the one for you, you know, Joel and this and that. And you know what she would say? I, would say, I said, but I believe she's the one for me. And then she's like, well, I'm going to start praying. <laughs> How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? Don't want your moms praying. Yes, or your dad, right? I mean, it's just, you know, if they begin praying, they're like, oh, man, something's going to happen. And then I just ended up breaking up with her because I knew it was going to happen. So, you know, I just didn't even want to wait. i just rather just, you know, because what do we do? We drop anchor. You know, mom dropped anchor. She's like, I'm going to start praying. I'm going to begin to believe God that if this is what you're supposed to do or this is where you're supposed to be, if this is what the person you're supposed to be, I'm going to start praying that his will be done in your life. So when we drop anchor, what do we do? We're actually responding. When we're dropping anchor in prayer, we're responding to the revelation that God has given us. Being responsible with that. Saying, you know what? I'm going to pray not just one time. I'm going to pray one time, two times, three times. As many times as it needs. So that that God's purpose would be fulfilled in that particular place or person's life. Prayer is our active response to God's revelation to us in the moment. You know... Coming on Wednesday nights, that's taking responsibility to pray. Even though prayer is not a one-time event or a a once-a-week thing that I attend, you know, it is, we are called to pray collectively. You know, we will take, one of the things that we're going to do right now is to take a quick look at a man who was being moved to accomplish an assignment of rebuilding the temple walls because they were in ruins, that was not an easy assignment to carry out. However, it was necessary for the people of God as he would call them back and see his promise fulfilled in their lives. This man's name is Nehemiah. And, you know, he was born in exile. He was a cupbearer of the king, uh, Artaxerxes. And, and he hears, <clears throat> excuse me, this is, the, this is the cold already kicking in. <laughs> he hears of the condition of people, of a people, he's, you know, his people living in fear. Living in in anxiety. Living in hopelessness. This is a people that that I believe today, in this day and age, we feel, I believe God is calling us to rebuild the walls, church. Come on. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? See, I believe God's raising up Nehemiahs today. You know, where where we live in a society where there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of uh, fear, there's a lot of, you know. So I love the fact that we were praying today, you know, to speak the name of Jesus over that. God reveals to Nehemiah the need that He, you know, that His people have, and and He chooses to respond. And look at the way He responds. He doesn't respond right away, say, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull some strings. I I know the king. I'm gonna go before the King. I'm gonna tell him, you know what, this is what I need. No, he goes before the King of Kings. You know, and, and sometimes, many, many times we go and we say, Hey, I I I know people in high places. And I'm going to go and talk to so-and-so. And I know that this, you know, this is, you know, this other person. And they're probably going to be able to help me. However, the last, pe- the last person that we actually go to is sometimes is the Lord. And this is what Nehemiah goes. He goes before the Lord. And, and this is what he says in chapter 1, verse 4 through 11. And he says, when I heard this. And he's talking about the walls that had been torn down with great trouble and disgrace. And the gates had been destroyed by fire he says i sat down and wept have you ever been shown something so 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 hard that you just all you do is weep god shows you something and all you do is weep you're just like man lord i don't know i don't know if i could do this this is hard and it says in fact for days i mourned i fasted and prayed to the god of heaven See, it's not just a one time event. <laughs> we pray continually. And then he says, I said, Oh Lord, God of heaven, the, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant. And this part right here in parentheses. This is a prayer of worship of for who He is. You know, that's what we respond to. We respond to God in worship for who He is, and He keeps His promises. How many say Amen? amen. You know, again, He keeps His covenant of unfailing love with those who love Him and obey His commands. Listen to my prayer with an exclamation point. You know, look down and see me praying night and day for your people, Israel. I confess. This is a repentance happening here. I I repent, Lord. I confess that we have sinned against you. Yes, even my own family and I have sinned and then he goes on to say we have sinned terribly not by not obeying the commands decrees and regulations that you gave us through your servant Moses and then he says please remember what you told your servant Moses if you are unfaithful to me I will scatter you among the nations but if you return to me and obey my commands and live by them then even if you are exiled to the ends of the earth I will bring you back to the place I have chosen for my name to be honored It says, the people you have rescued by your great power, again, what he has done, and strong hand are your servants. Oh, Lord, hear my prayer. This is where I believe God is calling. He says, please grant me success today by making the king favorable to me. He's asking for guidance, put it into his heart to be kind to me. You know, Nehemiah is saying, God, I can't do this without you. (laughs) <laughs> I, get, I know the king. Yes, we have conversations. Yes, he's my a friend, somebody I can probably speak to. But even, I, even, even then, I still need you. It all begins with prayer. We are in a season of rebuilding the walls. Tell the person next to you, says, hey, we need to rebuild the walls. Come on. We need to rebuild the walls of our marriages. We need to rebuild the walls of our communities. We need to rebuild the walls... With the relationship with our kids, our families, I believe God is awakening the watchmen in the church. God will begin to show us things for us to respond collectively, individually. So get prepared, Santa Maria. I believe God is going to begin to pour out his revelation. But, it, but it, you know his revelation is no good unless we respond to his revelation. Unless we respond. So when we lift up our, our hands and we worship, it's not just because we, we do it out of routine. We do it because we're responding to what he is showing us. He is good. He is our hope. Let hope arise. Let faith arise. Right? Come on, church. If you believe this, give, it, give him a hand. Come on. I mean, the thing is, he's, you're going to respond to what he's showing you. He is my healer. He is my deliverer. He, yeah, fear has no hold of me. Come on, addictions have to break. So if you're believing this, we need to respond accordingly. Yes. Prayer is not just a once a week thing that we do. We keep on, you know, what do we do with when we, we talk about prayer? We create spaces for God to come and encounter those people that we've been praying. It is a lifestyle, a practice based on the revelation of his word in our lives. However, Nehemiah have, you know, could have chosen to ignore the news and, and continue living comfortably in the palace. And, but today I encourage you to choose to listen and respond to what he's revealing to your spirit. I believe that, uh, again, while, while not just you worship, but, but as you respond, not only are you faithful with the small things, then he's going to begin to show you even greater things and greater things. And then you're going to begin to see not only families come to, to Jesus, you're going to begin to see communities, entire communities coming to Jesus. You're going to begin to see the whole uh, whole Central Coast Come to Jesus. You're going to begin to see California come to Jesus because you're responding. You're responding. There's nothing better than to respond to the revelation of God in our lives. Yes, it requires greater courage. Yes, it requires greater sacrifice. However is well worth it. My question for you today is have you prayed over those visions that he's given you? Yes, Pastor, I have. But nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. <clears throat> you know, Pastor Tim also talks about, it, and he, he says, and I like this, he's, prayer is never transactional. <clears throat> if I pray enough, God has to do what I ask. You know? Sometimes we feel like he, he could be a genie. God, you know? Yeah. I go to church every Sunday. I'm faithful. I give my tithe. I give my offering. I I do what I give. I give generously. Yeah, but have you loved your wife lately? Oh, no, man. I can't stand her. No, not you, babe, or wherever the camera is. No. Oh, Lord, you know, God says, have you spent time with your family? Have you spent time with your kids? Have you began praying with them? Have you began showing them his commandments? Have you began to show them what it looks like to live a godly life? Have you began to show them, our community, your neighbor, what it is to be someone who loves Jesus and loves his neighbor? Or do we call the cops on them? Because they party too hard. Man, it's 10 o'clock. You know, I got to work tomorrow. And I'm not saying, you know, again... People shouldn't have boundaries. I'm just saying is what have we done to, to show the love of Jesus in return? You know, prayer is always relational because God loves me and he's chosen. I'm his chosen child. He wants me to come to him and, and share my life with, with him. Even in the good parts, in the difficult parts, even when I don't like it. When he shows me I have to love my wife and I have to wash the dishes. Why? Why do I have to do this? So do I have to, you know, help in this other area? Or even my neighbor, you know, even if he doesn't put away his trash can, I mean, can I put it away for him? You know, those kinds of things. Nehemiah prayed day and night for days. Prayer will, well, let me tell you, church, prayer will move you to responsiveness, but it also will move you to be re- responsible. You will have to be responsible with what he shows you. You know, as we were in Juarez uh, Chihuahua you know, over the summer and and we were uh, praying that God would do something great in our in our family that God would just show us and you know we're prayed we fasted and we were like you know uh, Nehemiah, we were asking God for the for the great yes you know for Uh, her paperwork to go through and and that God would give her grace and favor before the, you know, the uh, immigration officer. And, and, you know, my kids put, we laid hands over our um, mom's paperwork. And, you know, we were praying. We're asking God, God, would you do this on our behalf, you know, for our family? And, you know, it's painful when you just, all of a sudden, things don't pan out the way you expected them to. But in the midst of that, there is just a comfort that comes from the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that even in the midst of, as we're praying, and, and like I said, since prayer is not transactional, prayer is about relationship, and, and Jesus says, are you going to follow me regardless? Are you going to follow me even if, you, if I give you a no? And I, I'm like, yes, Lord, but, but will you do this for us? And I, I, it reminded me of the unjust judge in Luke chapter 18, you know, 4 through 5, where he says, you know, the judge ignored her for, for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but, but this woman is driving me crazy. See, I'm telling you. It didn't just happen now. It happens, no. Uh, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Look at you guys. I could feel, Lord, reveal yourself. But this is, but I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. That's the one thing about women I gotta tell you. They're very persistent. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they just show us, man, that you can't just quit first time. You know, you gotta keep, you know, being at it. That's what I'm talking about. And let me tell you, this woman was there consistently, showing up before this judge, asking for. For justice. And justice is, again, another way to put it is something that was wrong made right. I mean, what has been made wrong in your life? What, has, what, has, what things have happened in your life that you feel like this is just wrong? That you need God to do right. But let me tell you that it won't happen just overnight. I prayed, Pastor, nothing happened. Well, how, how long did you pray? How many days did you pray? How many days were you on your face before the Lord? How many times did you say, God, not my will, but your will be done? Amen. And, you know, this woman, she kept on going. And then in, in verse 6 through 8 says, then the Lord said, uh, you know, uh, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people? Come on, how many chosen people we have here today? But if you're chosen people, look at what chosen people do. He says, who cry out to him day and night. I didn't hear no amens there, but hey, okay. It says, will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the son of man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? See, sometimes we can give up so quickly and saying, God, you didn't answer me. You know, Nehemiah right away, when he goes before, if you read the story, he goes and asks this request. And then the, the king right away he says, hey, what else do you need? I got you, you know, you need, you, need, uh, you know, Nehemiah's like, I need a home. <laughs> you know, and then he's like, I got your home too. And let me tell you that that happened in a jiff. In right there. Gave him everything he needed. But then we also have this passage where it's not just right away. What if, what if, what if. God's allowing you to go through this so that you could just be before him day and night. That relationship. It's about relationship. Because if he gave you what he wanted, how many of us would we truly continue praying day and night? Or we would say, oh, well, thank you, Jesus. And answer prayer. Let me take a break. I'll call you in a year. You know? This woman cried day and night until justice was done. Prayers are like seeds sown in the spiritual realm. There's a a story of a business consultant who who decided to landscape his his grounds. He hired a a woman with a doctorate in horticulture and, and who was highly knowledgeable about this stuff because... The business consultant was very busy and traveled a lot. You know, he kept emphasizing to her to the need to create his garden in a way that would require little to no maintenance on his part. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? That's me right there. I'm like, hey, I need all succulents, please. Succulents. That's all I need. Says, he insisted on automatic sprinklers and other labor-saving you know, services. Finally, you know, the lady's like, no, wait, wait a minute. Let me tell you, she stopped him. And said, there's no one thing, there, there's one thing you need to deal with before you go any further. If there's no gardener, there's no garden. You know, we often want our lives to be the same way. God, I just, I just need you just Easter, Christmas, every other fall thing that they have going on. You know, and, and that's it. We often want our lives to be the same way. Our lives to be those you know, gardens that require little to no maintenance. Or little to no prayer. And we expect our lives to reflect Jesus to the world. However, man, our lives are far from reflecting Jesus to the world. And we default to other means and people before going before him. You know, we, when we create the space for God, he comes and, and encounters those who, who we've lifted up before the Lord. And remember, when, we, when you lift someone before the Lord... Something's something's about to happen. I don't know if you heard me. When you lift someone before the Lord, something's about to happen. Some, something begins to, to brew in the spirit realm. Something begins to, to happen when, when, when you didn't even expect that you believe, God, I believe for the salvation of so-and-so. And you just don't know if, if it's going to be this year or if it's going to be the next year. But let me tell you that when you begin to pray day and night, night and day, you begin to lift them up before the Lord, God's beginning to do something. And, and, and then they won't tell you, but then they'll say, hey, I had a dream. You know, and, and God began to show me that I need to go to church. Uh, and, and how many of you guys remember when someone prayed for you? Come on. Does anybody hear? Uh, come on. We have some. Yes. Amen. So somebody prayed for you. And it was painful. I know for me, the woman who prayed for me was, I caused her a lot of pain. But let me tell you, I'm here. God did something. Imagine if we all prayed about what God was revealing to us. what God was revealing to us about our communities. Imagine what would happen if we just began to see ourselves like those folks that s- sow seeds and plant seeds, that when you're in, at, at you know, Home Depot or when you're in, you know, Trader Joe's or when you go in, in and out or wherever you may be that you're dropping anchor and you're like, man, you see things and, and you're not like just taking out your phone to see what's happening, you know, but you're actually saying, God, I'm going to begin to pray for that person. I'm going to begin to, to, to you, you're, you have me here for a reason. As a matter of fact, when we were in Juarez, let me tell you, there was a, there's a, there were burning like 7-Elevens out there. There's a big shootout. I don't know if you heard it on the news. It came out. It was international. You know, there was all over TJ and Guanajuato and there was, a, you know, and Juarez, and they were all, like, burning stuff up. You know, cartel was all, all over the place. Let me tell you that what I believe God took us there was to drop anchor. I don't know if you heard me. I was there, and we're like, you know what? They told us, you can't leave the hotel room. You're in quarantine. You can't leave in three days. I'm with my kids. I'm with my wife, and we're like, What are we going to do? We're going to pray. God had us there as a family praying for the people of Juarez. Yeah, some of us could say, that's scary. Yes, it's scary. But in the midst of that, God wants to do something amazing. He's allowing you to see something so you could do something. Come on, somebody. Talk to me here. Yes. It's not about just saying, oh, man, did did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, I heard it, yeah, well, you know what, Let me, let's respond accordingly. Yes. And we began to pray, we began to fast, we were fasting and praying for a reason. I said, God, we, you know that you're doing something. We were praying there with the pastors, the Four Square Church there in, uh, in Juarez, and we began to pray <clears throat> collectively, individually, and we know that God brought peace. You know, they told us this hadn't happened in 10 years. You think it was a coincidence we were there? No. 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 But we believe that God had us there so that we could drop anchor. Come on. Church, we have gardens too valuable to leave or alone or ignore in this day of age. And those gardens are cities. Those gardens are your family members. Those gardens are your marriage, your, your families. This is what Nehemiah was fighting for. This is what Nehemiah was saying. Hey, I need to do this. Not because, you know, no one else wants to pick up this, you know, this deal, this baton. But, uh, but God is showing me. I heard it first. There's a, there's, if I heard it, it's for a reason. Yes. And we seek the Lord and we respond in ways that he reveals to us to go ahead and respond. So, again, let me tell you. And I believe there's going to be. I told the pastor there in Juarez uh, and, and uh, the pastor and the pastor's wife. I said, I believe God's going to begin to do something here. So it's, uh, I'm at an expectation to, to begin to see miracles, signs, wonders happening, breaking out right there. While we were uh, also, uh, during this time where we were um, uh, going from one place to another during our sabbatical, as a matter of fact, as well, we went to Morelia, Michoacan, which is our, uh, where I was born, and, and we went there to just take a time of rest. And, and also something else happened there. <laughs> I say, God, why, why do things happen whenever I show up to places? I mean, this is especially with my family, you know. And you're just kind of, the other thing is, anyway, uh, I'll talk to you more in the lobby about stuff that has happened. The thing is that in Morelia, you know, something happened. And, and you know, again, there's some stuff that was going on in the city. And, and, and God says, begin to pray for the city. Begin to drop anchor. See, when we drop anchor, there's something that begins to happen. There's something you're like, God, I'm here not because of chance, but I'm here because you have sent me here. You have sent me here to pray. You have sent me here to stand on on this mountain like Ezekiel. And he says, can these bones live? Lord, only you know. Only you know if if something good can can happen. But, okay, guess what? I'm going to start asking you to speak. Can you speak life into these bones, Ezekiel? And Lord, I pray that today there would be even in this place, Lord, in Samaria, that there would be those dry bones that would begin to come to life, Lord. And I pray that those that have been asleep, Lord, that begin to awaken to life, Lord, and begin to access the revelation of your Holy Spirit. We have gardens far too valuable to leave alone or ignore church. God is challenging us to seek him out more than ever today. He wants to anchor our lives in prayer. When we go through trials, tell the person next to you, pray. You know, when you are going through the battle, tell the person next to you, pray. Come on. When you get bad news, what do you do? Pray. If your child is rebellious, what do you do? Pray. If your marriage is in trouble, what do you do? Pray. Come on. We begin to pray. That's what we are supposed to do. We respond in prayer. And just like Nehemiah, and just like Nehemiah and this persistent woman, let me tell you, we need to drop anchor. We need prayer to be the anchor of our lives, to thrive in today's storms and carry out the assignments God is giving his children today. He's raising up an army, church. He's raising up an army. Will you be a part of that army that God is raising up? It's time to rebuild the walls of our marriages, like I mentioned already. When was the last time you prayed together as As a married couple. When was the last time you prayed as a family? When was the last time you took time, carved out time to pray for your community? Walk around your neighborhood. If we believe the promises of God, he says that everything that our foot touches... Everything we pray for, everything that we ask for, he begins to do when we pray and we begin to ask in faith. He's going to begin to do it. When was the last time you prayed? You know, when, one of the things that I got to tell you is our family, we weren't, and we're still working at this. We're not the best at praying together as a family. I got to admit, it's my fault. I take total responsibility. We get busy. We get busy with work. We get busy with all these other things. We get busy with people, but we forget our main priority. While I was on, I was away. I remember <clears throat> I texted Pastor Callie and Pastor Tim. I said, "Pastor Tim, Pastor Kelly, can you guys pray for me? I, I don't feel so good. I think I was homesick. That's what it was." Yes, home is Playa del Carmen now, you know. And I was, uh, and and as I was asking them for prayer. Pastor Kelly challenged me. She's like, Joel, what are you doing? She said, why are you asking us for prayer? I mean, she didn't say like that, but I mean, that's how, I, it, during text messages, it's hard to understand. and <laughs> I'm doing my own translation here, so. But I could totally hear her in the back of my mind. She's like, what are you asking me for prayer? She says, you have four kids that you're raising up. You have four kids that you're raising up. What are you teaching them? Oh, man, that hit me right between the eyes, and I, I got my family. And I said, can you guys pray for me? My family got around us, got around me, I'm sorry, and, and they began to lay hands. They started praying. That began a, a journey of prayer, a seasons of prayer in our, in our, in our family. And, and as we pray, we pray for you guys. We pray for Santa Maria Forest School. We pray that God would pour out his spirit in ways that you have never experienced them before that his revelation would be so present. We pray that there would be an awakening, a revival happening in this place. I mean, I'm telling you, we've been praying, and my kids have been asking um, God to to show up, and and not just in the adult's life, but also the next generation. But when was the last time you prayed? This morning when my my, uh, wife called, she's like, hey, I'm praying for you. By the way, she's preaching as well uh, in Casa de Fe. And, uh, and she's like, I'm praying for you. And, and my kids are like, hey, we're praying for you too, Dad. Oh, man. We love you. God is raising, he wants us to raise the next generation of intercessors. Of those that are going to begin to create moments, divine appointments. They're, they're going to call upon God and guess what? Things are going to begin to happen. Because they're going to create appointments. You're going to be like, hey, you know what? This guy needs an appointment with you, Jesus uh, ASAP, because he's not listening, you know, stuff like that. God, this person needs this, and then they begin, God begins to show up in ways that you and I, we have never even imagined. Hebrews 11:6 6 says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. You know, God is rewarding people today with his revelation, And we need to respond radically to what he is revealing. I want to end with this. This next season, many, I believe, and I want to prophesy over this. I want to declare this over you guys. This next season, many will come to know him. This next season, begin to see a season of harvest church. Not by what we could say or preach, though. Hmm. But how we respond to the revelation of the areas that need to be dealt with. It's, it's not about what we could say or preach. It's with demonstration of the power of God yes. in our lives. Yes. You know, God began to confront these areas in our lives as a family. I, asked, I began to ask my kids when we were having these moments of prayer so what do you like about your dad and and it, you know it was it was a crude reality how many of you guys have ever had that conversation with kids yes no if you haven't careful if they're honest like my kids they're straight up they're like oh, we don't like it when you get mad dad I mean that's okay and you get frustrated easily and you begin to your favorite word is grounded and stuff like that you know <laughs> And then, and then they went on to say, I believe God wants us to not have that in our lives, make that a habit in our lives. And we begin to establish values that we would live by and, and hold each other accountable to these values so that we could be a people, God's people, that would begin to show another generation what it means to follow Jesus, what it means to follow after God. And that as not just myself, because then it went two-way. Then I said, can I, can I say something about you guys? Can I, can, I, can I also say what I don't like about you guys? And, you know, so then, you know, I started sharing my own feelings. And we began, there was a healing process that took place. But sometimes God wants to heal our lives, but we don't create the space for it. We don't create the space or the time for him to show up in our lives. Faith is an active response to what we declare. So if we declare that Jesus is Lord over our families, is he Lord over our families? Or is Netflix Lord over our families? Other priorities that sometimes get in the way our phones. Church, I believe, and I, this is not, not a, a, something, a sad message, I, I really, hear me out, hear my heart out. I believe God is saying there needs to be things that need to be dealt with <laughs> because what he's about to pour out has a greater level or weight of responsibility. But we can't live the way we lived. He's calling us to go deeper. And like Peter He's calling them to go deeper. He's calling us to go deeper. Every prayer is a radical act of faith. Because every time we pray, I'm going to end with this. We declare these three truths about Jesus over our marriages, families, and our community. Lord, we declare that over our families, you are there. You are here. You are good, Jesus. And you are Lord. I want to challenge you this week that you would carve out a time with your families or come on Wednesday night to prayer collectively and respond to what God is asking you to do. I believe God deposited something while we were in worship and also while I was preaching over your heart. I believe God showed some of you what things need to be dealt with. And as you deal with these things, I believe that not only is there a blessing coming to your life, but I believe there's there's things that are going to begin to happen because you're in alignment with him. Because you're giving up these things. You're choosing to be a devoted follower of Jesus who responds not just once a week, but for everything that he wants you to do. So when you're at school, this goes for the kids as well, I believe, and those that are in elementary and junior high, high school, if he's showing you to lay hands over your friend that's next to you in school, guess what? You do that. You begin to pray for them. Begin to tell them, you know what? I don't know if you believe in Jesus. I don't know if you even believe in God. But I just feel a need to pray for you. Yes. Can I pray for you? Yes. Let Him guide you, let Him lead you. I believe that as you allow God to, to help you and guide you in responding according to what He's showing you, you're, not only your faith is going to rise, not only hope is going to rise, but I believe things are going to begin to change around you. Things are going to begin to happen. And as you do that, church, be at expectation. Be at expectation. This next season, I'm believing God for, for greater growth. And, and that growth, listen please, not just growth in numbers, but in the revelation and the knowledge of Jesus. Because if we know Him, whew, if we have communion with Him, nothing else matters. Why don't you close your eyes? Jesus, I pray for my family, Lord. I pray for my Santa Maria Foursquare family. Lord, I lift them up before you. Because you want to encounter them in ways that they have not experienced yet. And Lord, just like being in your presence, there's nothing like it, Lord. Just like Moses said, show me your glory, Jesus. Show me your glory. Lord, there's a a deposit, a weight of God's glory coming over you today. Would you lift your hands up, church? Say, Lord, I receive. I receive. I I receive your revelation. I receive this relationship that you want to have with me today. I make you the Lord and Savior of my life. I want to follow you to wherever you would lead me. Oh God. Let him him reveal himself to you, church. Let him show you where areas he wants to deal with. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that this next season would be one of growth, I pray today, Lord, that this next season would be one where they walk in humility, courage, boldness to carry out the assignments that you are giving to each and one of your chosen people. That we would see a fruit be bearing, Lord, on seasons to come. Thank you, Jesus.
0: We've been challenged again today to be responsive to Jesus. And we've just had a wonderful prayer prayed over us. And I have just been sitting on the front row (laughs) processing how we should end today. And we're going to end today a little bit different. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come forward. And as is our regular practice, we will have people here to pray with you. But you've been prayed over already today. And now we're providing people to pray with you. But I'm going to ask you to bear with me for another 20 seconds. I would like you all to stand, please. I have a clock, so I will know when it's 20 seconds. Pastor Joel issued us a challenge. He didn't use that word, but he asked each one of us a question. When's the last time you prayed? And I believe that the Holy Spirit has been present here today. And I agree with Pastor Joel that something has been revealed to each and every person that's in this room. And so I want you to pick one thing. And I'm going to put the microphone down, and I'm going to join you. I want you to pick one thing that has been revealed to you today, and I want you to pray for it out loud so that you can hear yourself. You don't need to scream, but I want you to hear yourself for 20 seconds. You pray for what God has revealed to you, and then we will dismiss. And everyone said, Amen. Have a great week, everyone.